0: Greetings Hoops Heads, welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Friday, March 16th. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. The Dubs are at home tonight to the Kings before heading to Phoenix to the Valley of the Sun for a game tomorrow on St. Patrick's Day. I'll be taking it easy for St. Patrick's Day. I missed Wednesday and Thursday shows with an illness and still kind of getting over something here But there's too much news around the dubs to stay away for too long. So today, I'm going to do my intro. We're going to talk about both games over the weekend and then also go down the Reddit hole with Miles. Miles being Miles Johnson, my roommate, and Huge Hoops Head, I'll be introducing him shortly. But first, a little about myself. I was born in San Francisco, raised in Oakland, huge Warriors fan. I worked at Bleacher Report as a content and front page editor for three years, becoming educated in every major sport under the sun, but basketball wins out for me. Now I write at the intersection of sports business and community impacts for Forbes.com in addition to focusing on the Warriors. I've written for Bleacher Report, on the Warriors beat in the past. And in addition to recording this podcast every day, I'm a fun development and business development consultant for nonprofits, startups, and small businesses who are trying to level up. Recording the podcast is definitely a highlight of my day. You can get this podcast anywhere. Podcasts are available that's Spotify, iOS, Android, and lockedonwarriors.com as well as iTunes. Make sure you check out Locked on Dubs on Facebook and Locked on NBA Net on Facebook, where all of the day's NBA podcasts are posted, including Locked on NBA, the daily podcast, with the biggest stories told to you by the local experts. You can get in touch with me via email at alikocarter11 at gmail.com, a-l-i-k-o-carter11 at gmail, or via Twitter at kogitare, or at Locked On Dubs, I tweet from both accounts. All right, I'm here with Miles Johnson, a fellow writer and hoops head. How you doing, Miles? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's Friday. It's uh, the Dubs are playing tonight, and hopefully they'll get a win, even though they're injured. As all get out. Then I got to enjoy all the basketball
1: too. while it lasts, though, too. Season's almost over. Yes. Baseball season's about to
0: start. <laughs> Baseball, yeah. I actually already have tickets to an A's game. I'm going on, like, the 25th of April. Who are they playing? I don't know. I think it's some sort of, like, Star Wars promotion or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we're here to talk about the Warriors, and they are injured up and down the roster, starting with Kevin Durant, who's out tonight. Along with Clay Thompson, who has a fractured right thumb, that's no bueno. He's going to be reevaluated on March 22nd, but methinks a fracture is going to take more than a week to heal. What do you think,
1: miles? Ten games left, 12 games left? Uh, I think like 13, 13 games left. To me, like I think you have to at least start thinking about shutting him down for the rest of the regular season, right. If this was his non-shooting hand, it would be one thing. You 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 rest him up for you know two weeks or whatever, tape it up, and you know pray that nobody hits it uh, to re aggravate it. But this yeah. is you know the thumb on his shooting hand. You know we were talking about this earlier. If it had happened to Kevin Durant or Steph Curry, it would have been bad. But I, but I'm not sure that it would have been as bad as it happening to Klay Thompson. Yeah. The guy who really like is the glue that holds all of this together. You have Golden State's best player in Kevin Durant, their most important player in Steph Curry because of just how much he can change the offense and more of other teams' defenses. Um, But in terms of everything else that happens that allows Steph Curry to be Steph Curry and Kevin Durant to be Kevin Durant, that's Klay Thompson, right? Like, that's... He's guarding the it's other. The team. key that unlocks. Yeah, he's guard. He's guarding the other team's, you know, best player usually, unless that guy is big enough for Kevin Durant to be guarding that person, right? He's going to give you twenty points every time he steps on onto the floor, and his shooting is what allows their defense to stretch the way it does, right? Yeah. Like, or else you could have teams just key in on Steph and not have to stay honest on guys like Clay. Be- I mean, he, he's such a phenomenal shooter. Like, exactly. If you don't have 1, that anymore, 1A. if you don't have that anymore, if you can start maybe leaving him because his thumb is bothering him, you know, it really drastically changes, like, your approach, I think. And, it does. And, yes, having and Kevin Durant is, like, a great fail-safe because, you know, you can a lot of times have him just bail you out because he's Kevin Durant. Absolutely. But you... That stupefies the offense, though, and we don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's not the same beast as it was before. And while it may still be, you know, really, really good, like, it might be so weak that you give Houston a chance. Like, I think this team full strength, I don't think in the playoffs, Houston has a chance. Mm. If you were to even have like a clay that's not at a hundred percent and him not being at a hundred percent is something that's on his shooting end, yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: I think maybe you you've cracked the door a little bit and maybe Houston has a shot now
0: yeah yeah I, I I agree I think that without Clay, Houston does have a shot so the question is when does clay feel like you know how much say does clay thompson have in his own ability to play basketball one and two how long is this thing going to take to to heal to the extent and we were talking about this earlier like steph came back for the uh for the playoffs in 2016
1: after suffering a knee injury and was never the same and he was good he was good right he was great like the the series is closing out that he did against portland like he was Good, he was great, really. Yeah, right? but that, he wasn't. I'm back, game. But he that wasn't was, the was same, fun. right? Like because if he had been the same, the switch that you get on Kevin Love in the yeah. final is like that's one that you want, right? Like yeah. and, and Kevin Love is a, a great defender, whatever we're talking about. Like, yeah, if all, Y'all all
0: remember Kevin Love's most fantastic defensive play ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, it is right. Like because it it's the it's the lockdown that secured the curse ending title yes. yeah it is it's, it's like is. one of the best defensive plays in cleveland basketball history yeah. but i think it happened like in large part because you had Steph curry on a little, on hobbled, knee, right? little but, hobbled. Um yeah
0: so if clay can't go out there and be clay thompson get you 20 sometimes get you 30 lock down the team's best do do we keep clay out there just for
1: defense because he's our best perimeter defender on smaller players I mean, yeah, I think you have to play him in the playoffs, right? Like, I just, I've read that he's expected to be out until the end of the month.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, I don't know why you would bring him back, like, the last, what, week of the the season? So I I really do think that that means, like, he's going to be out for the rest of the season, and they're just going to hope that you get... Like a healthy Clay Thompson in the house, yeah. and like you, you do what you can, right? Like I
0: think that makes a lot of sense. And keep in mind the uh, the Portland Trailblazers, mm-hmm. even though they whooped us twice in the last month, are uh, ten games back in the loss column. So there's not really much of a chance for the Warriors to fall further than second. But there no, is... No, the
1: question is who you all are playing in the first. Exactly round. Right. that
0: that jostling
1: is is really really interesting. And right now, right now it's Utah but right now you'd want it to be San Antonio. And I know what I said on here before. Wait, but that Kawhi's going to come, back, but you never right? want to play San Antonio. Right? <laughs> you did say that. I did say that. But Utah's won 8 straight. They what was the long streak they had
0: uh, earlier this uh, season? They've won 20 of their last 22. So I guess it's 8 straight,
1: 10 and the 12. And then 12, right? Like so they've had multiple double digit win streaks like they look really good. And it might not matter, right, because it's the Warriors, right? But yeah. I don't know, in, ter- in terms of, like, you know, who do I think I could sweep the easiest? Like, San Antonio's really banged up. Um, Minnesota's beat us. New Orleans plays us well. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play, play any of those. Um, Portland whooped us twice. Oklahoma City whooped us twice. And then on the back end, the question is whether the Clippers... Can make up that because right now they're a game out of, yeah, and then Denver, points. yeah,
0: Denver's exciting. Uh, I haven't seen them with Paul Millsap yet. Have you
1: seen any games? Well, I mean, he was hurt for a, a lot of the beginning of the season. I yeah, think, yeah, I no, no. I mean, I'm there. I'm
0: talking about like I saw a bunch of Denver games earlier in the season. I'm talking about since he's been back, I haven't seen them play. And, oh, and I see what you mean. Feel like it's responsible. It would be a responsible thing for me to do before I write them off. As a as a non-entity.
1: No, I think I think if they make the playoffs, they could make a lot of noise. Like, yeah. Uh, Murray, Gary Harris, uh, like they've got love a Murray. Tana young guards that are really good, and I think Millsap makes them really dynamic because he is somebody that can stretch to the floor. Like we've Absolutely. seen him like really bang it down and play in the low post, but he yeah. also can knock down not even necessarily the three, but that like 17, 18 foot jump shot. Though he can hit the hit the corner threes and and we've seen him do that. So I, I like Denver. I would I yeah. would actually be really interested in seeing Denver in the playoffs. And um, then
0: Jokic, man, the the triple-double machine. Oh yeah. Like yep. like that guy is is just completely new age but like in a body that he's like almost like a bigger version of Larry Bird. Uh-uh. like I feel like that's the way he moves a little bit you know and, and his shot is kind of like that too he's slower obviously than Larry was but he has the same court and he's vision not
1: nearly the defender yeah he's he's a really good passer and he can knock down the outside shot he's a really really good passer yeah um but I, I mean he's he's borderline liability on defense that's and, true
0: but yeah, that's why it's good to have milsap back Millsap barking on the back line man that guy was underrated in Atlanta And he's, well, he's making $30 million a year. So he certainly, uh, he got paid, uh, but uh, underrated in Denver as well. You're listening to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Up next, enjoy the bite-sized nuggets of goodness we'll find down the Reddit hole, starting with LeBron's best dunk ever. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDW, we get that migrating your business to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging.
1: Like me, switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it.
0: Whoa, slow down, friend. CDW's experts can help you simplify the transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell Technologies solutions that offer speed and agility.
1: Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet?
0: IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash delltech. All right, so Miles tells me I have to watch this dunk in real time.
1: I just suggested that maybe it would be worth getting on air.
0: Yeah. That's all. Uh, So we pulled it up. It's on the screen.
1: It's first quarter. Portland's up 14-13 with just over seven minutes left in the first quarter. Let's go. Okay, LeBron's drive.
0: Whoa! (laughs) Wow. Um, he jumped really high. And from really far away from the basket. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, this is just gonna keep going on loop. We're gonna keep talking about it a little bit, because, um, it's, it's
1: special. So here's what I was asking you before. If, so they don't switch, and you see LeBron charging at you, and you're underneath the basket, why do you jump? Serious question, why do you jump? Because who has met this guy at the top and, like, blocked his shot? I, started, I spent a long time thinking when was the last time you saw LeBron get met at the top and get a shot blocked? maybe never it would be like getting in front of Bo Jackson why
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so is Yusuf is that like a sign that Yusuf nurkish maybe
1: doesn't have the best basketball like you or like oh what? no I don't think it's I mean I think he has to I'm I'm mainly just being funny I think he has to jump but yeah. I'm just if it's me yeah and it's one thing if if you're right there to meet him right like He's turned the corner and is now getting a running start at you. Yeah. All six nine two seventy of him, and he's LeBron James. I, why? Why?
0: So this uh, comes from Redditor LeBron Game Six, and I'm just gonna keep looking at this dunk. We have to answer a question, you know. The question is, people are saying, All right, this is the LeBron's best in game dunk ever?" Um, and we've seen some pretty fantastic ones. I know you had some in mind. I have a couple when he was in Miami. Uh, when there are a few I remember when he had the uh, the really bushy beard. Yeah, so
1: there are a couple that I think are are maybe more satisfying dunks to look at, but I think part of the reason that they are like that is because, and I'm thinking as I'm thinking about it right now, is because they're against smaller guards. Mm-hmm. One of those is m- one of my personal favorites, which is an oldie <laughs> uh which is him over Damon Jones in like two thousand six I think or two thousand five. Yes. This is when like yeah LeBron's like second or third year in the league and uh Shaq's on the heat as is Dwayne Wade. Um and LeBron intercepts uh pass going to the right wing throws it up to Jeff McGinnis. I don't know how many of you remember Jeff McGinnis. Yeah, that's a, that's a blast from the past <laughs> right there. Uh, who, like, shovel passes it back. Meanwhile, poor Damon Jones, who's now the assistant coach who uh, recently had a bowl of soup thrown at him, as <laughs> of you who says will remember. Um, he's standing under the basket, and, I mean, LeBron just annihilates him. Yeah, and see, there's a pass, and he shovels it back. Oh! Schmidt! Meanwhile, Robert tracked her trailer in the back. <laughs> that game on. And the best part of this video, too, is the smile that LeBron gives as he, as he takes his face mask off. Like he, He's so satisfied. He, like, ripped this dude's soul out of his body, and he knew it, and he just smiled the whole way walking back to the bench. <laughs> so it's this one, and then he had a dunk in Miami over Jason Terry when Jason Terry was in Boston. Yes! Yes. Okay, but again, this this one's great again, but it too is off of a turnover, uh, and it's against a much smaller guard, Jason Terry, right? And so it's 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 better to look at because, right? He pile drives this dude into the floor and then stares him down, right? Yeah. But again, it's against a smaller guy. Nurkic is how, how tall is he's got to be at least 6'10 like, yeah, yeah, 6'11. He's, yeah like yeah. he's a big dude it wasn't off of a turnover so i think then for me the only other ones that maybe could be as good or better one of them is when he posterized tim duncan yes yeah okay because anytime yeah. that you posterize the best power forward of all yeah. time was that in the finals no, 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 no. I think I think that was a regular season game, but okay. you can but you can pull out to yeah. so I can make sure. I'm pretty sure it was just a regular season game. But the the other one that I would suggest was in the playoffs, but it was the Eastern Conference semifinals against Boston. Word. This one? Yeah, I think this is it. Here we go. Taking the ride. Oh, that ball went so high. Right, Statue of Liberty dunk on on Tim Duncan. That's <laughs> yeah. a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Like yeah. and he he just threw it in his face like oh hubie brown on the call also great so that one or um eastern conference semifinals game four uh cleveland's down 2-1 to boston Mm -hmm. and uh this is essentially to seal the game it's a great kevin Harlan call um and he comes off of a high screen roll and posterizes kevin garnett we're watching all of these in real time by the way people thought I had today is I wonder if the LeBron supporting cast that he has now, what a dunk. And again, this is to essentially seal game four and even up the series.
0: (laughs) LeBron James with no regard for human life. Yeah, man. Kevin Harlan.
1: Right? (laughs) Great Kevin Harlan call. A dunk all over a Hall of Famer. Ooh. That's great. I mean you put the big ticket on a poster. Yeah. Right? He's got he's got two posters on two separate framers.
0: And no shade to
1: use of Nurkic, but he's yeah. no Kevin Garnett. Right? Yeah, like.
0: Uh that one is pretty good. Um I I would definitely rank it higher than the one over over, over Timmy. I think this, this dunk is definitely up there too. Those are the
1: And then but then I watched this Nurkish one. Yeah. I mean, just in terms of like form, flight. Uh, yeah, how yes. far away he he's was become from a more
0: polished dunker o- over the course of his career, a more um, graceful flyer, if you will. You're listening to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Up next, playoff matchups we want. Hey, listeners, is your company looking for new avenues to get your products out to the people? Well, you need to look no further than Locked On Warriors. The Locked On Podcast Network is full of connected listeners who are just waiting to be swept away by your product. So go ahead and get in touch with me, Carter 11 at gmail.com. I'll give you all the details. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. (laughs) I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. All right, now we're looking at the standings and checking out the playoff matchups that we'd like to see. And we'll start with the Eastern Conference, where Toronto reigns supreme. The East is pretty cut and dry. There's, there's uh, no way Detroit's going to get back into the race at this point. So now it's just a little bit of jostling for who's going to be in those middle spots.
1: So the four through eight is decided by three and a half games. Cleveland has a bad week, and they could end up playing Washington, or they could end up having to go to, you know, Boston in the first round. Right. I I don't really see that happening because they have LeBron James and I think he understands that. Yeah. They want to try to retain home court if possible, but, you know, anything can happen. I think, honestly, when was the last time we saw a 6 and a 7 see it as scary as Philadelphia and Milwaukee is right now? In the
0: Eastern Conference?
1: It's been decades. Right? Like, Philly is... They're young, right, and, and so in the playoffs, like, they might, you know, fold under pressure or yeah. make more mistakes, but just in terms of talent, like, I would not want to play a team with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons on it anytime soon. Especially
0: if, uh, I mean, since Embiid hasn't been practicing, like, he's going to be fresher than most superstars are in the playoffs because he just doesn't practice you know his body is has taken less wear and tear than your average big man. And that that I think is going to be like a, a little part of the secret sauce of what makes Philadelphia so scary.
1: And you know Milwaukee has I think you know it's safe to say it's underperformed this season, and I think a lot of that has to do you know with they could just never really. Kind What's of the name it of out. their new coach? Their interim coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even Ooh, yeah. But but I, I mean I still think that any team that that has Giannis um on in the playoffs i mean again like everything kind of slows down like the reliance on having these kind of elite um power kind of talents that can you know get their own shot and score at will like those are at a premium like in the playoffs and the ones who see the floor Giannis does but both of those teams i would i would much rather play a team like washington than play philadelphia
0: so. yeah I, I I would agree with you there I think Washington you know, Washington finds a way to win games and winning regular season games doesn't necessarily equate to success in the playoffs as much as uh, things like point differential and 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 things like that I don't know Washington's uh PD right now
1: um but no, uh, minus one and a half since all-star break Wow okay well that doesn't bode well no, no. I mean they, they've been largely mediocre the same way that they've been largely mediocre after All-Star break, I think most seasons going back the last yeah. like five or seven years. Like, the best they've gone in the last 10, I think, is 19 and 11 after the break. Um, and I think, what are they now, like, 6 and 6? Six? Mm. Um, so, look, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many different ways to, like, say this team is, like, largely mediocre, right? Like, yes, you have this really good shooter in Bradley Beal. But even that, right? Like, they were clicking at first with John Wall, and then they kind of came back to earth. And even though they, I think, are fifth in the league in assists per game, are fifth in passing. Um,
0: and first since since the uh, Wall went out, right? I was going to say, they would
1: have to be first since Wall yeah. went out because they weren't close to fifth when he was still there. Yeah. Um, so they're sharing the ball, like, a lot better, but... It hasn't really translated into them, you know, playing, like, incredible basketball. Mm. And part of that is that they struggle really defensively. Part of that is that the bench is basically non-existent, evidenced by the fact that they have had to sign Ramon Sessions, you know, to multiple 10-day contracts, and now I've extended him through the end of the season, right? Like, I like Ramon Sessions. I don't know why. I just, I yeah, like me, that guy. Okay, I'm sure he's a nice guy. You know?
0: <laughs> Uh, do you think that Indiana you know in the third seed right now and and could potentially hold on to that do you think they represent a real uh threat or, or like in that three six matchup who you got Philly Indiana or uh, Milwaukee Indiana just for ish and giggles
1: well I mean Milwaukee is a game and a half back let's like let's say the east holds exactly as it is just for this sake of you know talking about it indiana i think can be filling a seven game series if they have home court i think victor oladipo has been awesome all year i think again he's one of those types of people um who you give him the ball with the game on the line and among those two rosters like he's one of the people that i that i trust even more so than guys like simmons or Embiid. i think mm-hmm. um i'd rather the ball be be with oladipo yeah, he hungers for those moments and he's, he's a really tireless defender, so you get a lot. And he and Sabonis have been a really great one to punish They really revitalized, like, Pacer basketball, really. Yeah. Um, so I think they can beat Philadelphia. Then I think, so they get the winner of Boston and then Milwaukee, which I think, here's what i say. I would caveat that with how healthy is Boston going to be. That's they right. They know that they've lost Tice. Uh, um, smart is smart they lost Marcus Smart just mo- now. They lost Smart. Irving has been, like, Really up and down the last like couple yes, of weeks, like health wise. Yes. Boston at full strength, even minus Tyson Smart. Not to mention it, uh,
0: you know Gordon Hayward.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, of w- like,
0: like how scary is Boston
1: gonna be next year, though? Uh,
0: we'll, we'll, I mean, they're be
1: gonna fun. they're gonna be good, but so if you get if you get an even. Like, 80% of what we've seen out of Boston, I think they can probably beat Indiana. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, it, again, seven games, a lot can happen. And if you're not at full strength, those those rotations yeah. also shrink. So you're relying on fewer and fewer players. You're going to see Irving get a lot more minutes. Like, if he's not 100%, like, is he going to wear down a little faster? I mean, he's going to play no matter what, right? And He's, right. Not, he's never going to come out and say, like, oh, it was because I was hurt because... That's not you know, how it's done. That's right? It's not but, the
0: honor code.
1: But we, all, we also are all, like, watching and have eyes. Like, and we know, like, when guys are 100%, we know when they're not. Yeah. So I think Indiana's is one of those teams um, out east that could make a lot of noise. But I think, you know, just as easily conversely, like, if you told me that, you know, Embiid and Simmons just, like, We're like, you know, whatever. Like, we don't care about the pressure. We don't care about the fact that we're, like, you know, young. Like, we're just going to go on a run. And and they made a bunch of noise and and made the second round maybe. Like, that wouldn't surprise me either. And deep into the second round, maybe threaten the Eastern Conference. Yeah, this is
0: definitely the most exciting Eastern slate of teams that we have gotten probably in the last two decades or since the era of Michael Jordan. The East has been, like, the little brother to the West for a long, long time. But it really feels like there's, like... 10, uh, well, Detroit, we're going to see what Detroit does. Uh, Chicago is up and coming. But oh, no. But uh, no. there's at least, like, 9 or 10 really interesting teams in the East, like, now and over the next few years. It's going to be really fun to see. But let's go West. Um, and right now, Golden State is matched up with Utah. We did talk about that. But Houston, San Antonio would be fun if Kawhi Leonard is healthy. Now, the question is... Like, at, he's trying to come back. They're talking end of March, end of March, end of March. What he incentive do
1: the Spurs is for Kawhi Leonard to come back?
0: I think they think with Kawhi, they can hang with anyone. I think that they believe that. I think Kawhi believes that. And it's not like he's been not resting. You know, he's been resting for a very, very, very long time. So if he comes back this season, it's not like they're going to be worried that he's going to re-aggravate that injury. Like, I mean... Come on, like he he still is just like wavering and stuff like that, which means that um, he's he's gonna come back when he when he feels like he's ready and he's getting closer to that point. And I just I just feel as though it would be a waste not to not to see if you can hang with your MVP and LaMarcus, who's playing out of his mind, and the Spurs, who still execute you to death, but are going through a tough stretch with injuries uh, and try to. Try to, you know, make some noise in in the playoffs. There's eight, nine, ten really good teams in the Western Conference. Really good teams. Um, But I don't see any reason to not go for it. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Or, or, you could shut it all down now because we know that Kawhi's rehab this season has been, like, at best, murky, right? Like, there's been not just, like, tension like between like both sides but like miscommunication like as to the severity of the injury as to like what the rehab specifics were going to be like we like don't know everything that's even going on like with this which is like concerning considering that it's March um the fact that like the report like just came out and it was like oh the Spurs and and Kawhi's camp are you know at odds over like how they're rehabbing like that's not good right like but let's say that no. there's there's let's say that there's no issue at all, right? The Spurs are thirty-nine and thirty. They are tied right now, uh, and if the season were to end today we'd have the eighth seed. They are a game up on the Clippers. They are also just a game behind the very same Clippers from being in the lottery. Yeah. If you're the Spurs, why not? Shut it down, right? Because, like, what? Best case scenario is you miraculously... You, Kawhi comes back. He plays out of his mind. You miraculously knock off Houston. You then have to play the winner of Oklahoma City, Minnesota.
0: Well, I mean, they could very easily be in the sixth or fifth spot um, come come the end of the season, too. I mean, there's just, there's just so little separation. Right,
1: I know. I'm saying... So, Okay, let's say that they're in they're in 7th. You have to be the Warriors first. Then if they're in 6th, you have to be Portland, that's an easier road, but then you have to play Golden State next. Yeah. Either way, this is a team that you have to be like their easiest road is 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 what, really? You 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 have to decide between playing Houston or or Golden State first. You're not getting, I don't think, up to up to six but let's say you do you play portland first and then golden state second mm-hmm. you have to play houston and, and golden state both of those teams to like make it to, to make it. the yeah. finals in the first place right yeah they're what what's the point in bringing Kawhi back you could get up to even like this thirteenth slot maybe, <laughs> even and with the the track record that the spurs front offices had drafting like you give them a uh, middle lottery slot like that's true they're gonna knock it out of the park Why not set up for a future in which Kawhi is perfectly healthy and also maybe his camp and the Spurs don't actually hate each other, if that is in fact what's going on? Which I'm not saying it is, but if it is...
0: I think that there are things at play right now within the Spurs organization that they feel are bigger than the future of the basketball team which is like these current like streaks of greatness they have going on of making the playoffs and giving their fans that experience and everything like that like they're running a business and I feel like they they feel like they have a good enough team without maybe that lottery pick uh to still contend next year but like this season was supposed to be a great effing season and they still have a chance to give them some semblance of that and to get the revenue that they would get from playoff games.
1: I hear that it, and then don't bring Hawaii back. So, try do to, you feel like you have to bring Hawaii back to make the playoffs? Because you can't feel you have to bring Kawhi back to make the playoffs, and then simultaneously feel like Kawhi can then also propel you to making the finals, right? Like if you are barely yeah, a playoff no, team, okay, him, I agree. You can't the finals team with him.
0: I so. don't, I don't know about that. I don't know. I think Kawhi is yeah. that. I think Kawhi is a game changer. You know, I think Kawhi wins you. Kawhi wins you two games against Houston or Golden State, like straight up, because he's that good.
1: Yeah, but you gotta win four. Right? I know, like...
0: I know, but if you can count on the Spurs execution to to and, and chemistry to to be as tight as we as we've seen it, you know, on and off the last few years, if it's on and Kawhi wins you two games, you you have a chance.
1: When in basketball has one guy ever been responsible for like that like bulk of Right? Like, like, there there has been no championship team, really, where you could point to him and be like, oh, yeah, it's that, it's that one guy. Right? Like, even even the way that we mythologize Michael Jordan, like, he didn't win any of those titles until Scottie Pippen got there. Right? No, like,
0: but, I mean, okay, so Kawhi has some Kawhi has some good players around him. Kawhi has LaMarcus Aldridge, who's been playing at a deservedly all-star level mm-hmm, all yep. season. He's got DeJounte Murray, who's really burst out of, of his uh, little chrysalis and become a... a
1: I would say at this point a slightly above average starting point guard. Okay. Um let me stop you right there because we're if you're talking about having to beat the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors before you even get to having to beat potentially the, the LeBron, Toronto Raptors who we didn't even talk about today. Or LeBron James. Yeah. You have to have more than just like you're one of your like guys okay. can't be a slightly above average player.
0: So I'm just saying it's worth it to go for it. As I say that with a smile on my face, I'm a, I'm a hopeless romantic uh, when it comes to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, anyway, quick injury report before we sign off. No Kevin Durant tonight. No Stephen Curry. No Klay Thompson. Obviously, no Patrick McCaw. Jordan Bell is expected to be in the lineup. Quinn Cook is expected to be in the lineup. Draymond Green is returning, and David West finally, with the cyst on his arm, is expected to return tonight. So it's gonna be some crazy, crazy lineups as we've seen over the last few games, but hopefully these games against the Kings and Suns will be just what we need in these lean, lean times. Alright, Miles.
1: Any shout outs? I'm gonna just I'm gonna keep it the same. And plug basketball court podcast. We're having a new episode come out hopefully soon. It's a very serious topic. We kinda wanna switch it up. Uh do something very like um you know it's important, but serious it's serious like, how. Well it, I'm not I'm not trying to give anything away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. <laughs> no, nah, but but it is like it's uh it's about basketball for sure, but it's 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 stern. It's you know, it's important, it's it's Oh uh, well, could that be a hint? It might be. <laughs> you guys tune in to find out. Um, and as always, you can find us on Twitter at Beatball Court Pod. Um, we are on iTunes at The Basketball Court Podcast. And the same thing for Podomatic if you use that. Um, yeah. And The Basketball Court Podcast on Facebook too if you use
0: Facebook. All right. I want to shout out my guests next week. We haven't ironed down a day just yet, but Andy Schwartz and Ricky Volanti founders of the Historical Basketball League, which will begin play in either 2019 or 2020. The HBL will be made up of HBCUs, that's historically black colleges and universities, who've committed to paying their student athletes a fair wage for their labor because that's the way it should be, people. As you may know, Kevin Durant has come out in support of paying college players, and I'm pretty sure the whole Warriors organization you know, if really pressed on the subject would probably say the same. So uh, we're going to talk about that. It's the height of the madness of March. So stay tuned because we've got the hottest subjects. Enjoy the Kings tonight and the Suns on Saturday, and I'll catch y'all on Monday. Stay thoughtful, hoops heads. <music>